and welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm your host, Andrew Kreider, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. We're just two weeks out from our last EMEA in Dubai, which we feel was a resounding success, and we hope we all had fantastic takeaways. For those of you who were not able to join us in Dubai, we were given an update for freighter forecast from Cargo Facts Consulting. So today on the podcast, I've invited Frederick Horst from Cargo Facts Consulting to give us a little update on that uh, freighter forecast and to walk us through it. So Frederick, what do you feel were the highlights from this iteration of the freighter forecast? Um, yeah, good question. The, the highlights of the, the, the freighter forecast. So what we're really seeing is that because of the current global economic situation that we're going to have a long-term impact in terms of in terms of growth. So our growth rates, our 20-year growth rates are coming out a little bit lower than they were last year um, at about uh, about 3.3 per, per annum overall for global air cargo growth, obviously with regional differences in there and also differences between, um, between segments. One thing that we really noticed in the last few years is that in 2020, the decline wasn't as big as we expected. And in 2021, the level of growth that we saw in the industry was was much more uh, than than expected. And and that has a lot of reasons for different things coming together. Part of it was the huge amount of stimulus that was taking place in in 2020, um, but also much more PPE traffic moving than we would have previously anticipated. And, And the thing that really drove air cargo volumes in 2021 was a rebound in demand, but also supply chain disruptions around the world and, and particularly capacity issues on the maritime side that that drove quite a lot of air cargo, quite a lot of maritime cargo into um, into aircraft. So we're expecting more growth, which is fantastic news. Is there a breakdown or a differential between sectors and where we expect to grow as far as what regions we might see uh, more or less growth and maybe a dif- difference growth rates between wide body and narrow body adoption? Well, in, in terms of in terms of the different sectors, we do think at least in the medium term that the express business will continue to grow faster than the overall um, air cargo business. So our medium term forecast for the express business, for the international express business, foresees growth of about five. 5.5 percent over the next um, five six years so that's definitely higher than we're seeing in overall air cargo um, in terms of regional growth I mean we, our forecast that we we use for our um, freighter forecast is is a global forecast and we don't really do a regional forecast as part of part of this one so I mean you know the expectation is obviously that in in less mature um, markets we'll see higher levels of growth I think we'll see um, some more differentiated growth within Asia as well. So uh, traditionally over the last five, 10 years, the main motor of growth has been China. And, and with the Chinese economy being, being largely closed, um, we, we think that um, there's going to be more growth in, in Southeast Asia and in other parts of Asia and not necessarily in, in China. So you, you mentioned the express market what's driving the growth specifically for the express freighters um in 
In 2020, it was very much um, a surge in business to consumer e-commerce that was that was moving through express networks, both international express networks and, and also domestic express networks. So if we look at international express growth, it was roughly 9% growth in, in 2020, which is much higher than the historical average over the last 10 years, which was around the, the 5% mark. In 2021, the growth levels were even higher. They were about 11% um, compared to 2020. And part of that was continued business to consumer traffic going in there. But the biggest driver of growth in 2021 was um, the comeback of business to business traffic. So traditionally, pre-pandemic, um, global express traffic, just under half of global express traffic would have been related to business to consumer e-commerce. This number went up to about 65% industry-wide in 2020 and came back down a little bit in, in 2021. I see. And for us on the outside, what, what goes into developing this type of forecast? What were you looking for? Okay, the, the start is really to come up with a with a realistic traffic growth um, rate over a long longer period. Now, obviously, this is a long term forecast, so we don't we don't as part of a long term forecast, we're not forecasting recessions or or, or black swans or, or anything like that. Um, so really, we look at we look at the correlation between air rate growth and, and different indicators, be it industrial production, be it global GDP, GDP per capita. And, and we develop a, a sort of a statistical baseline forecast with some with some uh, range of scenarios in there, and that really gives us the amount of traffic that needs to be carried. The next thing we do is is look at how this traffic is going to be carried. Is it going to be carried in the bellies of um, passenger aircraft? Is it going to be carried on freight aircraft? Now, traditionally, um, the belly freighter share was about 50-50. Um, during the last two years, that's been completely out of whack, just because passenger capacity hasn't been hasn't been there. Um, uh, numbers have been close to about seventy percent. We obviously see that that coming down again, and our long term forecast assumes that that um, we'll be converging back to this fifty fifty um, share as well. Um, then we look at within the within the freighter traffic and which within each one of these these segments. Um, what kind of aircraft are going to carry them? That now, obviously, with a belly freighter uh, traffic um, in domestic networks or intra-regional networks, belly capacity doesn't play a huge role. So, if you look at the the U.S. domestic market, more than ninety-five percent of traffic in the U.S. domestic market is carried on freighters. Um, so, belly capacity doesn't have a huge impact in that in that particular market. So then, when we look in each in each segment, um, what that means for for aircraft demand, we make some assumptions with regard to aircraft productivity going forward. We also make some assumptions with regard to um, how the existing fleet is going to be retired over time. So, um, if you look at our forecast over across all segments, you know, roughly half of the fleet additions are going to be for for growth, and, and roughly half to replace retirements. Those sound like pretty impressive numbers. Do you have any uh, estimates on as far as what we could see as far as breakdown for conversion rates? Yeah, so that depends very much on the on the segment. So obviously within the within the narrow body segment at this point in time, 
there's no production freighter option and we're assuming that over the 20-year forecast period that there won't be a production freighter option available. So 100% of that segment will be um, met by P2F conversions. Uh, we think roughly 1,200 aircraft over the over the next 20 years, and that I guess it's about 60 aircraft, 60 aircraft additions a year, which incidentally is is much lower than the numbers we're seeing at at the mo moment in the in the market. Um, within the medium wide body segment, it, it's going to depend very much on the availability of a production freighter um, program. At the moment, um, with the sunset of the 767-300 production freighter program at the end of 2027, there is no production freighter program announced. Now, we're assuming that one of the man at least one of the manufacturers will, ha will have a program in there uh, and, and most likely get an order from a large express operator or, or maybe, maybe Amazon as well. Um, so there will be a mix of factory-built freighters and, and conversions in there. So overall, right now, over the 20 years, we're assuming of the 700-odd additions in that particular segment, Roughly um, 430 are going to come from conversions and the remaining from production freighters. If these production freighter programs don't materialize, then um, conversions will, will gain a bigger market. I mean, there's sufficient feedstock, um, particularly of A330s, um, to, to, to provide the capacity needed in that, in that particular segment. With the large wide body segment, um, we think about 20% of um, the Fleet additions will come from conversions, so about 160 out of 737 um, aircraft in that segment. The reason why we're assuming such a low um, conversion share in that particular segment is because the, the operator mix is also different and, and the type of operations are different in that segment. So there's a lot of long-haul um, uh, general cargo type operations and efficiency is key, dispatch reliability is key. So if you look at traditionally the the um, productivity of, of converted aircraft versus production freighter aircraft, production freighter aircraft get much higher um, productivity. And, and that's why, why operators are more geared towards production freighters in that segment. Sure, that that makes sense. I I guess I'm a little um interested to see how that will play out specifically for the triple seven because i uh, as as you're aware that we have what, what uh, promises to be the next generation freighter that um the new triple seven that boeing um, is coming out with and we also to compete with the a350 um but we've also seen a number of new stcs so IAIs just started converting their 777-300 RSFFs, um, and we also have two new 777 SDCs coming from the United States, uh, whether from NIAR or from Mammoth. Um, it, it, is that too little too late, or would that have to be uh, if you build that they will come scenario? Well, I mean, you know, the, 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 the big question there is, Okay, let's break it down into two parts. Okay, so the, the production freighter side. We've got two products in, in the 777-8F and, and the A350F, which both seem like they'll be good products. And that's great for operators because for the for the first time in forever, um, they really have a choice between between two manufacturers, and that's going to be great for pricing of, of new aircraft as well. It's a pity that there's not a nose door capable aircraft available anymore, but that's that's a, that's a different story. Now, on the conversion side, the big question in my mind is, 
is there enough demand in the market um, to justify three conversion programs? And it, and it really depends on, on how many units each of these conversion programs are going to need to break even and, and recoup their development costs. It looks like at least IAI, based on the commitments that they've received, have, have reached that point. The question is, you know, will, will these other programs actually reach that, um, reach that point as well? Certainly. That's a difficult question to answer, and only time will tell. Um, just lastly, we can wrap up here. Uh, you, you mentioned that the forecast doesn't really account for black swan events or recession, and we're, we're dealing, we're seeing a, a lot of um, inflation, at least in the United States, um, unstable uh, economic environment. Um, we know uh, there was recent lockdowns in Shanghai, China um, from COVID, where uh, production wasn't affected that time, but it certainly was a concern. Uh, Suez Canal spent a couple of uh, weeks offline not too long ago, and there's a new war with the Russian invasion in Ukraine. Um, not accounting for the number of what seems like more common black swan events, when do you think we would see bellwethers for this forecast? Just know if we're getting close to uh, truth as far as what will come come out. Well, I mean, we're definitely in a situation right now where where air freight demand is is very very high, um, and you know, obviously the the Ukraine war is having more of a potential downward impact on demand. Supply chain disruptions on the maritime side are, are beneficial for for air freight um, demand. I guess the big question is whether the maritime supply environment will will change fundamentally and fundamentally in, in such a way that we'll actually see a much higher level of air freight and a much higher share of, of air freight as a percentage of overall um, of overall world trade. Now, the container shipping business is much more concentrated today than it was um, 10, 20 years ago. Um, right now, the, the top 10 shipping lines account for about 90, almost 90% of, of total capacity. Um, back 10, 15 years ago, it, it was about you know, 55, 60 so that that's a huge increase in level of concentration. They've become much more disciplined in terms of their pricing. Um, if if that has a fundamental change, that the, the cost ratio between air freight and, and ocean freight becomes more favourable with a view towards air freight, um, then that could then that could change the game and and the demand overall. Now in our forecast, we do you know, little little changes have a big impact over time. I mean, if we're if we change the growth rate by half a percent, it easily means an extra an extra 350, 390 aircraft um, over the forecast period. So that's that's something to realise that you know forecast is a ultimately it's it's a scenario, um, but but things can can really change the fundamental things there. But at, at the moment in our long term forecast, we're assuming that that we will see a degree of convergence to to actually what we had before over time. I see. Well, Frederick, I, I want to thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast to break down what is really a, a fascinating study and fantastic work on your part for preparing it for our EMEA guest. So thank you for joining me. That's thank all you. the time we have for today. Uh, to those of you listening, 
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect. For more multimedia content like this, check out CargoFacts.com and search Cargo Facts Connect into iTunes and Spotify. Join us again next time.